Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Our next guest understands a little bit, a lot a bit, more than I a bit, uh, about a sport that continues to have to suffer, in my opinion, because of the characters in it, but more importantly, because of the people trying to shoot it down. And I get upset, and I stay quiet, and I continue supporting boxing. Uh, Telemundo does a great job of reminding us that boxing is still in. And this, our next guest, not only a great friend of ours personally, not only a friend of the program and the station, uh, but a guy who's basically one of the tops in the business when it comes to talking boxing, producing. Uh, he does stuff in the, on a professional level just for giggles, for fun. All the stuff he's done with UM, he, he's, he's big time, bro. He don't need to do that. He does it because he loves the Canes. So like, this is one of the great guys in our business. Uh, and I'm proud to call on my friend Vic Bermudez joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. Vic, what's going on, my brother? What's up, my dude? How are you guys, bro? We're doing wonderful, bro. I've been meaning to have you on the air for a minute. But today I went off on a tirade. So you're going to have to forgive me if A, you disagree with something I say, or B, I come off too strong. Um, but I'm pretty pissed <laughs> off. I'm pretty pissed off about this Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight. Okay. I'm really upset about it because I think it exploits something in the sport. Um, that I understand we may be lacking in boxing some colorful personalities. Um, but clowns who aren't real boxers, putting out these big purses for guys like Mayweather to come out of retirement to fight. And the sideshow that has become the Paul brothers, to me, is a distraction to a sport that's been told, we've been told by many people, that is on the downswing because of UFC. Um, yet studies show that UFC is more violent. Uh, and it all seems to me like it was one just big old ploy to get knockoff boxing so that this other form of combat uh, sport can flourish. Uh, it makes me mad. And I remember September 16th, 1981, and I remember April 6th, 1989, and other dates in my calendar reminding me that once upon a time, boxing was good. Those dates, by the way, um, Leonard Hearns won and Hagler Leonard back in the day. Those are the dates of those fights. Brother, I'm tired of our sport being belittled. I appreciate the work you do, but tell me a little bit about what you think about this fight. Obviously, it's a great event, but I'm just annoyed by it in general. All right. Um, I, I've digested everything you just spewed. Um, I somewhat see your point and the majority of things I don't. So, and, and I hate to do it. Ask, you know, answer a question with a question. So first of all, I'll say this. The sport of boxing is doing just fine. Beautiful. 73,126 day it is. And we just saw that a few weeks ago. So as far as to the sport is struggling, well, I got 73,000 that just packed AT&T Stadium that say otherwise. Oh. Now, that's been addressed. To your point as to you're frustrated and you don't see the Logan Paul and the Jake Paul being good for boxing and you think it's a joke and they're diminishing the sport, my question to you is, have you taken the time to ask your beautiful daughter what she thinks of those two being involved in boxing? I'll tell you right now, that's one of the things that I brought up right away, Vic, because I'm going to be very honest with you. You are friends with a man who's a gentleman in the sport who is my favorite boxer right now, which is Canelo. I, I am mm -hmm. I'm going to be candid as I am bald and buggy-eyed, okay, is I loathe Floyd Mayweather. 
because he he, he he doesn't knock anybody out in the ring. He dances around and he wins by decision. But he's great at knocking women out, especially if they bear his kids. And I got to be really honest with you. I have no room for that. I, I'm here with a room of kids that I teach them how to respect themselves. And, and we're 70% girls at Slam Radio, all right? So I'm a proud girl dad, and these girls need to understand that that's not above board. So I'm very vocal about what I think of Floyd Mayweather. That being said, I don't think a lot better of the Logan brothers. And that's why I think this sideshow is an aberration to boxing. Um, that's what annoys me about it. As far as the sport being as better, as good as ever, I agree with you. Like, I think, to a certain extent, it's people talking poorly of boxing, particularly in other combat sports. But I think something like this, while it's going to be fun to watch for the common viewer, for the sport of boxing, I don't know where we win with this. A guy, who, a guy who's because been retired, who beats his wives, and another guy who continues to do atrocities on YouTube, and we're going to call him a boxer. And I don't understand it. Well, it's not even sanctioned by the Florida Athletic Boxing Commission. That, that's first and foremost. But I, I, the reason why I asked, the, if you've asked your daughter, if you've asked some of the younger audience what they think of the Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather fight is, look, 1.5 million people tuned in to the Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson pay-per-view. If you think they tuned in because of Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, which I did. Roy Jones is my favorite fighter of all time. I think he's the greatest boxer in the last 40 years. Yes. I'm tuning in, but I'm 39 years old for Roy Jones. The only fight that my 12-year-old daughter decided to come out of the room for to watch that night was Jake Paul. And that alone grabbed a 12-year-old girl and turned her into a boxing fan. So then she wanted on February 27th, she wanted to watch Canelo. Now this past week, she tuned in to watch boxing and she watched Canelo. Now she wants to watch Delfimo Lopez at Marlins Park when he fights George Cambosis. She wants to watch Jake Paul when he fights. Again, he want, she wants to watch Logan Paul. So boxing at the core turned a 12-year-old girl into a fan, and it was because of Jake and Logan. So I don't think it's bad for boxing because it's bringing a new viewership, something much younger that we didn't have. Larry, you're going to be there. I'm going to be here. I'm going to tune in. We're going to buy the pay-per-views because it's all we know. Mm -hmm. It's how do we attract that younger audience because MMA has done a good job at it. They know how to publicize themselves and how to cater to that audience, and we necessarily, boxing hasn't. Boxing is the old man and, and dude... You 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 sounded just like that at the beginning of this segment. You sounded and it's no shot at you, but you sounded like the old man in his corner who said, "It's my way." And back in my day, no man, it's not that anymore. You need to adapt. You need to be able to reach new audiences. And if Jake Paul and Logan Paul are are the way to bring, and again, it's why I say, boxing is not struggling at all. Boxing is the one paying millions, not UFC. I, I like Jorge Masvidal, but Jorge Masvidal has never made over 500000 in his career. Their, their, their champions don't, uh, excuse me, in the fight. The best paid fighter is Conor McGregor, and he has one win since 2016 in the octagon. They're not, Billy Joe Saunders just made $8 million, and, and Canelo made a guaranteed $40 million. Andy Ruiz, who hadn't fought in two and a half years and balloons up to 300 pounds, just made... $3 million while his opponent, Chris Arriola, who's a no-name, made a million dollars. The money's in boxing. The viewership is in boxing. But the audience, there's a huge gap. So if you could bring those pre-teenagers and teenagers and turn them into fans at this age and they keep them around till they get to your age, my age, 
And if Logan and Jake Paul are the reason for it, I'm okay, man. And look, it's all fun and games until he gets dropped in the first round. And then it's like, hey, this YouTube kind of thing, like, yeah, it's not working out. So I'm, I'm embracing it for the time being because I know it's gonna, not going to be long-lived. Well, it's I, I, what's in the moment. I feel it. I feel what you're saying. You're, you make a valid point because you're bringing, you're bringing in a new audience, and we've been complaining that we can't attract a new audience to boxing because, well, the sport has gotten stale and boring, according to some. I don't think it is. I, I, love, the, I love the fight game. In fact, I wish they were fighting 15 rounds for championships, not 12. But that makes me sound old, and I get that. That being yeah, said, and that, that's, why, that's when you had a lot of deaths in the sport. So let's keep it to 12, Larry. You're, you're showing your age, and, and, and you, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it, my man. We, we, we come from, you know, that era of 15 rounds and, and boom, boom, Mancini. I get all that, but there's a reason why it's 12 rounds, and there's a reason why they're attracting a younger audience. And, I, look, I, I'm with you. I was totally opposed to it. I thought it was a joke. And, and I think the Nate Robinson against, you know, Jake Paul, that is a joke because, and I thought Ben Askren took it lightly. But now the moment a boxer decides to take it seriously, and I think the gotcha hat just turned this into a different type of fight, this isn't for show anymore. You have an angry Mayweather. And I'm telling you, Pretty Boy Floyd was a problem. Money Mayweather was a show. Pretty Boy Floyd was knocking fools out. He was. <laughs> and if you turn the clock back and you turn Mayweather into Pretty Boy Floyd, this isn't going to last no more than two rounds. <laughs> Do you think he'll put himself out there because he feels like this guy can't knock him out? Like, we've uh, seen I him think... in recent years not try to knock anybody out. Like, I'm saying, is he going to get mad enough to want to go in there and just wail on this guy? Yeah, I think so. I think when he, he feels disrespected. He feels disrespected, and I think he's looking to prove and, and teach him a lesson. Look, what he did to Conor McGregor was on purpose. I was worried for the first three rounds. But speaking to him that week, he told me, he calls me Telemundo. The second, his second pro fight ever was on Telemundo, so he loves to, to mess with me. That, that's Floyd Mayweather, that is. So he tells me, look, he's not used to this longevity. He's not, he tires himself out. It's why Nate Diaz was able to choke him out in the second round. So if you put, add the math together, five-minute rounds in the octagon, I figured by the third round, Conor McGregor's going to be gassed. And, and you was. saw it. There's, there's no smarter fighter and, and look, I to I'm totally with you. I would never allow my daughter to look at Floyd Mayweather as to as someone to you know Canelo's that type of person that yes. you know you, you you want her to look up to because he with as many kids as he has, he takes care of everyone and he's always there for them. Floyd Mayweather is something different, but I respect Floyd for what he does in the ring. I think there's no one smarter, at least in in the game, well, within the, the last twenty ever. years. He's one of the best ever. He really is, especially and, and especially as a defensive you, boxer. He is. He's one of the greatest defensive boxers. Yeah, in the world. absolutely. Yeah, arguably the best. Yep. And he, he told me that week is I'm going to let him tire himself out because he's going to come animated and he's going to come willing, uh, thinking he can knock me out. And then if you notice when they head back to the corner between the third and the fourth. He gives him a gurga that shove across the head, tells him, now we're going to work. And then it's just lights out until round 10 when he scores that TKO. And I just, look, he had the exhibition in Japan a few years back. It lasted 90 seconds, and it was against the best kickboxer in Japan. What do you think he's going to do to a Paul brother who's not even the best boxer in the family? <laughs> like, I, I don't see this going past two rounds. And if it does get to the second round, it's because Floyd's looking to put on a show and, and not just make it 
a quick night for everyone. What do they say? He would say, give, give, the, give the people their money's worth, is what he would say at that point. Right. I have to right. agree with you as far as respecting him in the ring, right? Like, I, I go off on my tirades, but that's because I, I feel the way I feel. But the truth is, is as a boxer, there's, there's, there's a hundred things you can say about Mayweather that puts him in the elite of all time. In boxing, whether it's his counterpunching, whether it's his defensive, the way he cuts the ring. He's dancing. I mean, it's dancing to some people. It's it's masterfully cutting the ring and getting the angles on people who probably hit harder than him, but he knows how to defend himself. He, but, he was something else. He really, so, so, like, I, I take shots at him all the time saying that he's the best dancer in boxing. Like, how, how do you defend whenever somebody tells you that one of his fights are boring because all he's doing is dancing the entire time and it becomes and a tactical little jab fight? I, I tell you, you're the same MMA fan that when they go to the ground and they grapple, you start booing. But yet, you're watching MMA. Mixed martial arts. It's not stand in there and trade blow for blow. But the moment the MMA fight goes to the ground, everybody starts to boo. Why is that? You're watching MMA. That's part of the sport. Yeah, and, and it's a part of the sport that if you dominate, you can really be successful at it because not a lot of people really embrace that part of the sport. They, and then they like the flying kicks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that... Yeah, and, and it, and, Go, go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. I'm not that guy that boos when the grappling happens in the MMA. Obviously, I'd rather have them standing up and going blow for blow. Um, but the grappling in the MMA is still more entertaining than watching Floyd Mayweather kind of just jump in, take a jab, jump back out, dance around, and run from you the entire fight. That's some, I don't mean to take a shot at him. Yeah, I, get it. I, I understand what you said, that he's the smartest fighter ever, but it's just difficult to pay, pay $100 for a fight and watch this guy just break dance and just kind of just evade punches the entire time. They, they all say that, but name me the fight that he ran. I mean, it, it's, it's not about just running. It's, it... So here's, here's, here I'll give you well, an like example. The Oscar, the Oscar De Hoyo fight. Yeah, he, he ended up winning and he ended up blowing, but I felt like for for majority of the fight, he's just kind of just waiting. I have a bad memory. I literally uh, like... watched that fight two weeks ago. I literally watched that fight two weeks ago. He stood toe-to-toe and in the ropes with Oscar De La Hoya. Rewatched that fight, 116-112 Mayweather. Stood toe-to-toe with Canelo. Stood toe-to-toe in the ring with Canelo. With Ricky Hatton. Stood toe-to-toe all over the ring. And when he was chased around, he knocked him silly that t- put his head into a turnbuckle. Brother, I, I, look, there are some fights that he's used his movement more or less. Maidana's one of those. I get that. Um, I guess Andre Berto, his 49th fight, that was a joke. Ran all over the place. But for the most part, I would beg to differ. And I would tell you, go back. Watch some of those fights, and what you think is running is literally just head movement and, and body movement. Um, he's the best counterpuncher there is in the game. And then if he is running, then why is he outlanding his opponents in jabs and power punches? And, and it's just the percentage of landing. If he was running, then he, those copy box numbers shouldn't add up. Well, on, Vic, I, you, I know you, what you're saying. You make great points. I think the perception of it is the fact that he doesn't knock anybody out and all of his fights kind of go the distance, kind of make you feel like he's just running the entire fight. Look, I'll tell you this, Vic. If you look at the Shane Mosley but, but time fight. Out, time out. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who doesn't he knock out? I mean, who, when was when the last turned, time he had a TKO? When, when he was Conor McGregor, his last pro fight, um, 2017. I know, but with Conor McGregor doesn't. Really but but here's here's the thing though, Vic. Like for example, Victor he fights Ortiz. he fights an older Shane Mosley, right? But the Victor Ortiz one, it was a, it was a, it was a sucker punch. Guys, listen up a second. He fights an older Shane Mosley, and in the third round, Shane Mosley reminds Mayweather 
of everything in his life. He had a flash moment because Mosley hit him with the hardest punch he's ever been hit with. And kudos to Mayweather not getting knocked out. You look at the scores, Mosley didn't win. It was 118-110, I think it was one of them, whatever. That's all beautiful. But for the rest of that fight, Mayweather didn't stand and square up to Mosley because Mosley almost knocked him out. So I, you asked the example. You're right. Many times he has stood in the ring and fought. And because he's a great counterpuncher and a great defensive fighter, you don't want to knock him for using his strengths. But in that Mosley fight, if he doesn't run, <laughs> I got news for you. What, okay, let's go back because I, I'm, I, I'm literally a nerd when it comes to this. Like, I, I'm that dude that just sits in his basement. I don't have a basement, by the way. I know. And just watches YouTube videos. Like, this is what I, I, I take pride in, in this, and I do it for a living. He gets yeah. clocked in the second round. And he holds on for dear life. He doesn't run. He doesn't run. Holds on for dear life. That's a smart fighter. That's what you're taught. You get hurt, hold on. He holds on for dear life. Should have been knocked out, but it was a Mosley way past his prime. Then he gets clocked again. Now, you say he doesn't hurt Mayweather, um, Mosley, and he continues to run. I disagree. I think he did stand toe-to-toe with Mosley. Hurt him a couple times. In addition, a week later, Showtime releases a video where Mosley's in the corner begging his corner to stop the fight. I can't keep up. I can't. I can't no, no more. He was old, man. point to punish him. Mayweather made it a point. I'm going to punish this man because it, this, this is the thing you need to understand. It went years back that Mosley told him he was a big fan of Mayweather. Don't lose that smile, that pretty boy smile. Don't lose that. But then refused to give Mayweather a shot when Mosley wanted a shot as an up-and-comer. So it became personal. And Mayweather, dude, if Mayweather wants to put you out, he can. Look at his knockout ratio prior to becoming Money Mayweather, prior to that Oscar De La Hoya fight. Look what he did to Diego Chico Corrales. Dropped him eight times in a span of, I believe, nine rounds. And Diego Chico Corrales was undefeated. Look what he did to Arturo Gatti. And I could go on and on. Guys, but no one was tuning in. You didn't know Pretty Boy Floyd. Frank didn't know Pretty Boy Floyd, nope. or you might have, but nobody was paying to watch him. Nobody cared when he was knocking fools out. And his knockout ratio was impressive, one of the best in the sport. Now, the moment he starts carrying fighters and letting them go the distance with him, everybody's tuning in. Why are you tuning in? Oh, because, no, he couldn't knock him out. Oh, no, because he struggled. Oh, because it was, it was maybe eight rounds to four. It was closer than people thought. He's a businessman and one yeah, of the but, smartest to ever do it. Concho, man, he carries I mean, the fighters. But I, okay, all right. Well, I, I mean, we're going to agree to disagree, but here, I'm a stats guy, right? And I'm looking at his record and I noticed one thing that stands out to me. Basically, since May of 2001, he, he, in that span, he won 24 and 0 with six knockouts. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I get your point, but when you, you're 24 and 0, that's fantastic. Six knockouts. You're not going to knock somebody. You're not trying to. You're, 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 how can I say, your strategy has changed as a boxer because you're not young and can knock people out anymore. And I applaud him for being a master in the ring. But my point, and I think Frank's point about the perception is he ain't going in there to knock somebody out. He's going in there to manage a fight. It's like Olympic boxing. Like he's going he's in gonna there. He's going to win by the points, and that's what he does. And he's been great at that. But I'm pointing, at, he goes 26 and 0 with a unanimous decision against an American named Carlos Hernandez. He does that, retains his featherweight title, super featherweight title, May 26, 2001. It's almost 20 years to the day of that fight. And in 20 years, he's knocked out six guys. 
He's making a hundred million dollars to fight a YouTuber. He better knock this guy out. Hey, like I'm just saying. If, if you know, if you know Floyd, he has fragile hands and his knuckles break easily. It's one of the reasons why he says I'm no longer knocking guys out. But now I'm gonna because I see where you guys are headed, um, and, and I've been up and down these arguments with numerous folks. How come you don't have the same? You know, sentiment towards Manny Pacquiao. Have you seen how like many Pacquiao. knockouts Manny Pacquiao has had? I don't like Pacquiao. But, I think but, Pacquiao's a sideshow also. He became it, old many years not. ago. But he became old many but, years but, ago, and then it's just a moneymaker for other people as well. But I don't think much of him. But, but Manny Pacquiao's considered a knockout artist, yet Manny's not. But look at the knockouts as well. Manny Pacquiao hadn't had a knockout since Miguel Cotter in 09. Yep, I agree but with But nobody you. holds that against him. I know. And on top <laughs> of that, Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao has been laid out flat. By Cold. Juan Manuel Marquez, yeah. and, and how many losses does he have on his record? But he oh, can't, they would have he can't hold Floyd's he can't hold Floyd's jaw strap. I agree. I'm not knocking Floyd. Floyd's one of the greatest fighters ever. I get you, but I think the perception is lent to it, you know 20 years of boring fights because he generally doesn't knock anybody out. He dances, he grasps, he plays defense, he dances in the ring, and he's a great counterpuncher. And you're right about the knuckles. I knew that story by the way. He had to let up a little bit because he has. It's not. Soft hands is he's a boxer. He's twenty six and zero. He's been an Olympic fighter. To his defense, things break down, and that's what he had to change the way he fought because of those hands. So I don't knock yeah. his greatness. I just and I'm put the wife beating thing to a side. We're talking boxing now. The truth of the matter is, is he is one of the greats. I just think that common people. The reason, see, your twelve year old goes to see one of the Paul brothers, and now she's into boxing. Your twelve year old was never going to get into boxing watching Floyd Mayweather be one of the greats in the in the ring. That's the problem. Like, I, I, I think you put 24-0 with six KOs and the personality that he is, he cae mal. And I think that's what's happened. And so the face of the game 20, 30, 40 years ago were guys like Leonard, and they weren't, they weren't perfect. They made a million mistakes in their life. But there were guys like Hagler, yep. Hearns, Leonard, Ali, Tyson. Lennox Lewis. And there were people who were, who were mirrored with flaws, but they were they were personalities, and they were people who did the job in the ring. And when Tyson became what he became outside the ring, then he became a pariah. Okay, well, that's how people handle stuff. But in the ring, he was, he was like, everybody talked about him when he went to fight. And it was quick, too. One, two, three rounds. I remember seeing the Burbick fight. I remember seeing all his fights and just being in awe of how quickly he could knock people out. And from one day to the other, that changed. When you're a great boxer like Mayweather, you make the adjustments to stay great. But I'm just saying from a perception standpoint... I think people would rather see Tyson get knocked out than have a boring 10-round fight. And, and that's why I think Mayweather obviously came mal. I'm just saying. Look, I, I agree to, to a certain extent with you, Larry, but, and I hate to get, go this route, but isn't that just a problem of our society? Because you, know, you don't necessarily root for the good guy. You root for, for the bad guy. Yep. And that's the problem. Like, why is Conor McGregor celebrated and again, he's had one UFC win since 2016 against Cowboy Cerrone, but yet he's the biggest pay-per-view draw. We've been doing we've been doing that for 30 years. I shut the movie off before Scarface dies. <laughs> like, dude, it's it, I, I I look, I, I love Canelo Alvarez. I think he's a great human being. The things that Canelo Alvarez does behind the scenes is just, and he doesn't want to speak about it. But yet, he still has his haters because. He's just too kind. He's too nice. He doesn't badmouth his opponents. It wasn't until this past fight that Billy Joe got under his skin that you saw him showboat a little bit inside the ring. You saw his personality come out at the press conference with Demetrius Andre and how he told him, get the F out of here before, you know, you're a horrible fighter. 
now Canelo's going to start to become a global icon because now you saw a different side of Canelo. That's a good point. And that's what society wants. Why is LeBron James, why does everybody knock LeBron James when he's such a great person? But no, we celebrate the Dennis Rodmans of the world and the bad guys. Like, it, it just makes no sense. Same thing with, in every sport. You got to give him a whistle for this. Who we one, are Frank. as a society. You get a show whistle. Show whistle is approval. You made a good point. Uh, <laughs> hashtag facts. Like, we can do whatever you want to, to, to put the headline, but that's what the whistle means. You recognize the whistle from Yankee games. When there's a strikeout, it's the PC Richards whistle. Brooklyn Nets games, I don't know when they do it, but they do it in Brooklyn Nets games too. So it's, we keep it for the show, and when you make a good point or you make a funny, you get the whistle. So you made a great point. Vic, why haven't I had Thank you on more often? Because I love arguing with you. It's great. It's not even arguing. It's like we're, we're having fun. That, that's on you guys, bro. I'm available, man. All right. So you guys are just going to you know, let me know, and, and I'll hop on, brother. Yeah, we're going to do this more often, especially I get to talk boxing. I love bro, that. This, Nobody wants to talk boxing This with me. passion, bro, is like the passion we've been looking for for boxing fans. Like I kind of felt like back in fifth grade when you did like a Yo Mama joke and like they got mad at me. I, I feel like I said Yo Mama joke to Victor, and Victor came at us. I hate to say it this way. <laughs> boom, boom. He's like, bro, we got thick skin, dog. We good. We've been thirsting for this. I got to talk to 16-year-olds. They don't want to come at me. They're, they're afraid of their grade, you know, so they don't do that. I got one that comes at me a lot, Taco, but he's all right. Brother, we got to, when all this clears up, hit you in studio one day uh, and come join us to see what we're doing here at Slam Radio. But you know how much love I got for you, Vic. I appreciate you taking a little time from your busy schedule to join us, bro. Anytime, my man. Uh, the, the feeling's mutual, and, and I'd love to be in studio with you guys and chop it up and, and get to know everybody, man. So you guys just let me know when and, and count me in. Send our love to Claudia. She's the best, man. Yeah, she sure is, man. Claudia she, sure is. she is the real deal, bro. She is so awesome. So send her our love from, from us here at uh, Good Morning Amigo. Vic Bermudez, guys, you can catch him. Telemundo, he, he covers boxing like nobody's business. What's the name of your show and your exact role, since I'm a putrid friend and I don't have that. Yeah, I'm the line producer for Boxeo Telemundo. I handle all, anything boxing on Telemundo goes, goes through me. Um, and it's just bro, it's a, a ton of different projects going on at one time. But just Boxeo Telemundo, anything that's boxing under Telemundo, I'm pretty much at the forefront. So, yeah, that, that's basically it. We love you, brother. And then also... Uh, Man, you can't say hello to Canelo for us, but we love that guy, man. Well, Frank and I got an opportunity <laughs> to see him on a podcast. Uh, we recorded a podcast with Pitt here in the studio, and uh, Canelo is just, he's the real deal times 10. I, I love that guy. He, he became my favorite boxer that day. It was just easy, no-brainer. One-of-a-kind dude. Will do, my man. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised, bro, that that dude makes himself available for, for things he, he finds important, so it's just a matter of letting him know and... and who knows, bro? But because he's he's that type of person, bro. Well, maybe we can special one day get him and a couple of our kids in Spanish interview with him, and and we make something special happen. He don't have to come in; we can do it, you know, over the phone, whatever. But I I love that guy. That guy is just see that's an athlete that promotes positivity. That's why I'm such a fan of his. Yep, likewise. Okay, un abrazo. I'll let you go. Thank you for the half hour, bro. I, I, we got to get Vic on more often. This was really good. I got to talk boxing, sports with passion. It was good. Love you, brother. Bye, bro. Likewise. Take care. I was Vic Bermudez. Telemundo, boxing extraordinaire, expert, producer, etc., etc., etc. That was fun. He made a good point about Floyd, though. But you know, I always go to the stats, Frank. You know, I always go to the analytics. I went 24-0 with six KOs. 
That's not impressive. That monster, it's not. That's just, that's why I said the perception is that he never knocks anybody out. And then I get it. He goes toe-to-toe, but his toe-to-toe is Olympic boxing. I got to get the points. And that's boring a little bit. Mm-hmm. He is uh, 26 consecutive wins in world title fights. Ten of them by knockout. That's the perception. 23 wins in lineal title fights. Nine KOs. 24 wins against former or current world titleists. Seven KOs. Three, uh, 12 wins against former or current lineal champions. Three KOs. And four wins against International Boxing Hall of Fame inductees with one knockout. And every one of those stats broken down he barely knocks anybody out. So the people he was knocking out was running his career that can't hold his jockstrap. I didn't want to say that to Vic, but that's the truth. He's resourceful. He's intelligent. That's why he wins. A lot of times people, you know. There's also a lot of fighters that he's fought uh, past his prime, past their prime. He was very strong. I didn't want to come into that. That's, I didn't a, that's an hour conversation yeah, with yeah, Vic. Yeah. But if you go over, like, he fights Mosley. If he fights Mosley three years before, now that's Mosley's fault. Mosley didn't want to give him a fight, but. But, but Mo, bro, Mo, listen, the thing I reason I remember that Mosley fight is because I went on the air. I was working in Palm Beach, Frank, and I predicted a second round knockout from Mosley, bro. Or third, the round he rocked him, I predicted he was going to. I said, I said, listen, I can't tell you if he's going to beat him. But remember, in this round, he's going to hit him. And if he doesn't knock him out, he's going to scare the living bejesus out of him. And it's exactly what happened. I, I'll never forget that. I can remember watching that pay-per-view and laughing because I thought he was going down. But God bless Mayweather, man. He knows how to play defense in this game. The Pacquiao he thing, too. It, it felt like he was running from Pacquiao and running and running and running. And then all of a sudden, time. oh, yeah, I'll fight you now when Pacquiao was already on the decline. He was on the decline. And then the other thing is he, he ran in the ring, too. Like, he, he pretended to fight him one now. He's a lefty. He didn't want to deal with a lefty. Like, there's a lot of stuff there. I, it's hard to knock him because he is one of the greats. But I'm not going to let him just be infallible in the ring. Like, I'll make fun of him outside the ring, but... In the ring, he's sort of kind of, uh, you know, there, there, there's some myths to that greatness. I'm sorry. I just, we're going to agree to disagree on the other side. We keep it continue. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.